This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Let's just get down to it. F. No. <laughs> and there's your Patriots grade podcast for week four of the 2023 season. It's like that. You know, each week here on Six Rings of Football Things, it's Pitsy, it's Hart, producer Justin Turpin helping us out here. Uh, brought to you, of course, by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Spots. Look, we, I, there is... And FanDuel. Oh, Don't forget FanDuel. You can't course. spell FanDuel without F. Correct. Oh. Uh, uh, we're sponsored by, of course, our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Um, I wish the Patriots would actually read the tagline and try to incorporate it into their gameplay. Be, or, or just make every moment score. Or just score. Anything. Um, or just go away. Know, or, or just stop. Just don't play. Just say, you know what? Actually, guys, we're going to call it. We're going to take our ball and go home. Uh, bring an XFL team into play. How about the Battle Hawks? Fine. Somebody. Somebody that can actually score. Someone interesting. Somebody compelling. I we, we just. Okay. So each and every Tuesday when we record our recap pod, uh, not, of course, the immediacy of the postgame show, which uh, hopefully you guys subscribe to and listen to and enjoy. It was a robust and zesty one following the 38-3 to defeat at the star in Jarrah world Patriots one and three in the season. You know, all the details at this point now, uh, one and three last place in the AFC East worst loss in bill Belichick's coaching career, not just with the Patriots, but period. Uh, hey, they're not Mac, actually in last place. Mac Jones looks awful. Uh, they averaged 13 and a half points per game. That is tied for 31st in the NFL. Uh, as Warren Sharp put out on the X Monday, uh, the New England Patriots, by a pretty good margin, uh, lead the league in percentage of drives that end in punter turnover, 71%. Sounds not like exactly this. Not exactly the stat you want to be leading the league in. Um, save for Bryce Barringer, the rookie punter out of Michigan State. Andy, I don't know exactly what the Patriots do well now. And that's probably because, ah, well, they get after the pass are pretty good. And yeah, they can do well. Their top corner now injured, possibly out for the season as he seeks a second opinion on his torn labrum or dislocated shoulder or both. Uh, Matthew Judon, your star pass rusher, unofficial team leader and or assistant general manager. He's also possibly out for the season with a torn biceps tendon 
no, we don't want to play that talk radio game. But Andy Hart had the exact same thing happen to him. And he was on the shelf for four months and he didn't have to actually try to tackle 350 pound human beings that are full of muscle rage and pharmaceuticals. So uh, it's not looking great. We'll get to what the Patriots do in the aftermath of these two devastating injuries in the second half of the pod. But up top, you know what we do. We hand out the grades and uh, we could run through offense, defense, special teams, coach, quarterback, best and worst. But I think it's a unanimous grade for everybody. I mean, do we give special teams an F? I would not. I think special teams okay. might be the All group right. that doesn't get the F. Um, they get a just, C. They did score the points. They hit the field goal. Uh, Ryland missed one later. Not that he it did. It was actually. a long one. It was a long one. And, you know, it know. happens. Um, and they did punt relatively well. Now, they did also get uh, faked out of their jocks on an oh. aggressive uh, PAT oh. block where, you know, oh. we, we get all icky balooky to say, look, they studied tape and they knew that Jake Bailey bobbed his head one second before the snap was coming. And that allowed Brett. Well, um, the other okay. team looked and said, why y'all over there are going to try to block this when I could just go over here with a pass and get the two point conversion. So I'll take the extra point. And that Thank guy. Yeah, exactly. Hat tip to the Cowboys for uh, doing their work against the Patriots. That dude wasn't just open. He was open by a lot and he wasn't fast. Neither. We're talking somebody who would make Pharaoh Brown look like Tyreek Hill. And yet he had all day to rumble and stumble into the end zone. Just a day, a game and a Sunday, Andy, with a nationally televised audience. The Fox primetime slot where everything about the Patriots was just exposed and ugly. And you have to wonder now, like, what does the national audience think of the New England Patriots? What does the national audience think of Mac Jones and Bill Belichick? Not that in New England, we give a flying flip about what other people think about us. But just for a second, let's imagine, what do other people think about the Patriots right now as far as like where they were and how far they seem to have fallen? Well, I think the fourth quarter discussion between uh, the Burkhart Fox Nelson. broadcasters in terms of, you know, is Mac the guy? Where's the future of this organization? What is this organization doing? Tells it all. Now, they're not quite ready to, I think, laugh at the Patriots, kick them while they're down, because I think there's still a little bit of that Undertaker, Freddy Krueger, are they really dead? Let's not poke them. Let's just let them be dead over there and laugh from afar and not really mm -hmm. jump on their grave just in case they jump out of their grave, grab our leg, and rip us down into the dirt. Um, but I think the Patriots, in the, I, I will say this, um, I texted a buddy in the league today and kind of made it, we were joking back and forth about stuff. And I made a joke about bill kind of being done. And he said, yep, leaving that one alone. He'll find a way he usually does or something. So there's still that idea in the league, but I think it's fading. And you mm -hmm. and I talked about this. It should be fading like this whole uncharacteristic. No, no, no. Four years, three and a half seasons. It's been characteristic of what they are. Um, Correct. But I still think there's that hesitation, that little bit of fear that it, he's still Bill Belichick and they're still the Patriots of the past. Now, there's that whole there are those that are calling for Bill's head now. There are there are those that are reminding everybody of his legacy, what he's been able to accomplish before. Bill built this team. He deserves to pay for it. Yeah, but two years ago, he was executive of the year. I don't I don't care about anything. Not like Captain goes down with the ship, like it's his ship. So if he wants to drive it into that iceberg and into the deep blue sea, he's allowed to. Uh, like, but that see, again, I God, no, no matter how many ship. how about 
How about, but well, I don't think we'll be seeing them go back to the ship or the ship anytime soon either. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I but, actually had that discussion with somebody last night at um, a high school game, um, a high school football coach. And I was like, are we, forget Super Bowls and ships, but uh-huh. how far away are they from like division titles? Like it doesn't Oof. it feel like at best they're four or five years away. And I know things change quickly in the NFL and worst to first and the whole league and that it just feels like with, Kind of what's going on in Buffalo? They're not mm-hmm. dead. Kind of what's going on in Miami? They're kind of building something. It seems like you're looking up at the division for a while because you don't you don't have the offense, you don't have the quarterback, you don't have the future. I, I feel like forget all the other crap to the contender status. Mm-hmm. Can you win a division title in the next two years, three years, four years, five years? Like when do I stop? Yeah, and the 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 Jets were a catastrophic injury away from a Hall of Fame quarterback from being relevant to pretty to possibly very good this year. I mean, we saw Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson put together a game Sunday night against the, the chiefs and the refs and the Swifties. That was kind of better than any game I've seen Mac play this year. What world, what fresh hell is this? What world are we living in? Well, I did speaking of Mac. And so are, are we agreeing? We're giving ba- lots of bad grades out and we're just kind of having a nice general discussion of a, Oh no, no, that. I'm not wasting any of like okay. time is the one thing that we have not enough of in this world. I'm not spending time parsing out why Belichick gets an F Mac Jones gets an F the offense gets an F the defense gets an F. So speaking of Mac Jones, and I agree with you F go over to wei.com. I think the beginning of the end has already begun for Mac Jones. I don't think he's going to be the Patriots quarterback, but I do want to look at something. I thought against the Eagles mm-hmm. in the second quarter, Mac Jones, remember he had those back-to-back drives, touchdown yeah. drives. He I thought he a little played bit. the best he's played as a Patriot. I thought that he went, I think, 11 for 11, if my memory serves me right, mm-hmm. right down the field, touchdown, touchdown. I thought that was the best he'd played. And then fast forward, what, three weeks later, and in the second quarter against the Cowboys, I thought that was the worst we've seen Mac Jones. I thought he melted down. I thought he was an absolute disaster. We joked Mm -hmm. on the Breaking Boston podcast that Daniel Jones looks like deer in headlights. Mac played like deer in headlights. Like that was unacceptable. And it's not just the turnovers. There were other bad throws, decisions, possible turnovers, potential pick sixes that didn't come to fruition. How does that happen? How do we feel a little bit of momentum and then it just the bottom falls out i can tell you exactly how i believe that happened and i think it's actually probably good therapy for pats fans right now can mac jones play in this league probably yeah sure have we seen him look better at times for for certain without a doubt but to me the conversation begins and ends and i've been back and forthing it on the x with people for a while now max gotta go he's ruining the season again The Patriots have many problems. Mac Jones is not the only one. I even think it foolhardy to put him one, right? I know he's not. He's I see to me, to me, the biggest problem is the offensive line. When you have, when, when the Dallas Cowboys end up registering a pressure on every other dropback, dude, you saw last night, we talked about it on the the breaking bod, breaking Boston podcast. There's so many of them, um, on the other podcast, someplace, wherever. Daniel Jones, as much as he sucked last night, and he sucked in the Monday Night Football game, what are you going to say he could possibly do with an offensive line that allows him to get sacked 11 times? This isn't high school. This isn't a D3 team playing an SEC school. This is the Giants against the Seahawks, and the Giants are home on Monday Night Football. Mac Jones was pressured on every other dropback. The offensive line is horrendous. It's not bad. It's not very bad. It's 
horrendous at this point. They're going nowhere and doing nothing before they fix this crap show that you and I have been sending flares off about, waving flags, yelling in the town square, interrupting public ceremonies, telling people the offensive line is a problem, and they didn't do enough to fix it. I agree the offensive line stinks. My counterpoint would be simply, you took a quarterback with the 15th pick in the draft, and he's not your quarterback. That's the biggest problem your team has. It just is. like. But you, And, and we highest, had the same. Yeah. Highest pick since whatever, since Gerard Mayo or whoever the hell you took that high. Um, but the reality is you use the 15th pick, a, a high commodity, higher of value in New England than mm -hmm. most places because you don't get up there that often. Um, mm -hmm. Post Tom Brady, transitional pick, and it looks like you blew it. But they've made it. But the thing is, like, I asked you this question on the on the post game show Sunday, and I'll ask it again in case anyone missed it. You can always go back and listen to that on the Odyssey app or on the Six Rings feed. However, I'll ask it again. Do you think Matt, this is just basically what Mac Jones is, or have the Patriots, in large part, helped do this to Mac Jones and make him skittish and make him hesitant and force him into trying to do too much? Like I can guarantee Mac Jones on a regular basis is not a throw it across your body 30 yards across the field multiple times in a game. He's running for his life. No one's open. He's making stupid decisions, idiotic reads. He's trying too hard. I think if anything, try-hardism try could be uh, one of his, one of the faults because like, who's a playmaker? Who the F is getting open? Uh, Ramondre Stevenson's tap dancing and averaging three yards a carry. The line sucks. He's running for his life. Nobody's open. So he's trying too hard. Put him in like the sim is busted. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree he's trying too hard. I 100% agree that he's not making good decisions, which is supposed to be his superpower and his strength. Mm -hmm. uh, but the reality is I also don't think he's making anything better. And that's the job of the quarterback. Like, True. you can't make it worse. Like, you know, if there's a small fire, you can't urinate lighter fluid all over it and make it explode into a uh, inferno, right. right? Like, and... The the other reality is uh, people are like, ah, oh, how long's he get? I mean, he's thirty five starts into his NFL career. He's, you know, this is the beginning of the end. Um, and we also talked about on the Six Rings post game show. Do I think there's an alternate universe where this plays out differently? Either he yeah. lands in a different place, he's in San Francisco having fun, or he lands in New England and they make they keep Josh McDaniels and they get an offensive lineman and they get him a receiver. Like, do I? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But sorry, that's not the way this narrative, this choose your own adventure played out. And at some point the book ends or you, I mean, I know you want to flip back and make a different decision. Oh no, no, I'm going to make, I'm going to go back to this page and make a different. Nope. That's not how real life works. The decisions have been made. Belichick has to live with it. He and Mac Jones has to live with it for better or worse, whether, whether he's an active participant in his own demise or a willing bystander. I don't know how the demise is coming. The, the death mm -hmm. is near. And there are aspects of his game. Like I'm sure you listened to Rex Ryan rekindle the, the, oh, I'd love to coach man. against him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, there's some truth in that. Like he can't, this is Nate Washington did the same thing a week earlier. Max stay in the middle of the field. You can't throw the ball outside the numbers. Well, when you have a guy that can't run, mm -hmm. can't make plays off script, can't make plays outside the numbers. You sounds like you got a pretty damn limited quarterback. Oh, and now you mix in bad decisions and overwhelmed yeah. in the uh, moment. Uh -oh. Hey, and actually, let me tell you something I, I heard on Monday mornings, uh, the immediate reaction, get up on ESPN. Dan Orlovsky did a 
great little breakdown on what's ailing, what's plaguing Mac Jones and the Patriots right now. And they looked at the fit. Yeah. The answer was everything. It was a quick segment, a lot of commercials. Um, and then you just had, yeah. Um, so it was, it was a two parter and obviously a lot of it had to do with the offensive line and the failed tush push, which I agree with Mike Giardi on Twitter when he said, take the Patriots version of the tush push and fire it to the sun immediately. Awful. So poorly executed again, but that's, endemic of everything that they're doing or trying to do this season, but also Orlovsky and the crew said, you know, one of the things that's wrong with Mac Jones, can you, I think you may have even ingest said this to said this to me offline in a pre-show text. Does dude even squat like Jalen hurts? Like his dad's a strength and conditioning coach, correct? Like he squats 600 pounds. The dude is a brick. Pardon my French fan duel shithouse. He is a stacked rack of muscles. He is good to go. Mac Jones, in order to be able to drive the ball and throw as a pro in New England, across your body, to make all these plays that we're talking about that he's not able to physically accomplish. Like, remember, we all, like, like last year, we saw that Sophie posed the photo of Mac, like, flexing outside the car. Like, ooh, Mac Jones looks like jacked Mac Jones now. He needs, like, you got to put on some muscle if you're going to play. Tom Brady improved his body over the course of his time. He worked with a specialist to help learn him how to be sacked. He got stronger, more limber, more agile. Like, sorry, Mac, you're going to have to do something different if you want to get another contract and play in the NFL. You can't just live off the strengths, abilities, and, you know, God-given talents you had before. He's just, just not strong enough, period. I would just argue he's not good enough. Strength may be part okay. of it. Strength uh, arm good. strength may be part of it, like various things. But I would also, and where I agree with Rex Ryan's criticisms, mm-hmm. even his strengths don't feel like strengths, like – Good decisions, quick throws, you know, pre-reading the play, get, putting the ball where his receiver can go get it, accuracy. Like, even those are not playing out on the football field right now. Um, and it, I take no glee in it. Hell, I can't tell you how much I wanted uh, Chris Scheim on our morning show to be wrong. But Max jo- mm-hmm. Mac Jones isn't that good. And I also would go back to that class. It looks like Trevor Lawrence might be the only starting quarterback long-term in that class. And even he has had his ups and his downs and is not the generational Curi- talent. Curiously, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what plagues him, but that's for a different pod on a different day. Uh, yeah, the rest of that class right now. But Justin Fields ends up looking okay. But then again, he did play Denver, who gave up 70 the week before. So, But, that, I mean, they have coaching issues. They've got schematic issues. Oh, it's the, the same the- as Mac. Will Justin Fields will be able to say... Did I have bad coaching? Was it a bad spot? Did I have bad weapons? Was there too much this? Not enough that like there always will be questions of why it may not all be on the quarterback. Can we put Max brain in Justin Fields body? Uh, I'd love to try it. That would be spectacular. Are you on line one? Is that (laughs) that possible? Seth Brundle. Where, where for art they? I mean, we, why belabor the point just in the grading portion of the pod, everyone pretty much gets an F. Uh, and it was a putrid, putrid effort all around. And a God can only hope, please, 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 please let that be the worst it gets this season. But I can't tell you that that's the worst it's going to be this season. I don't know. I can't guarantee that either. Uh, just two things to co- kind of close the door on Mac. Uh, he found a remarkable way to stop people from talking about his dirty reputation. Now it's just his playing reputation, his ability. Pro move. Good job. Yep. Now we're, so we stopped talking about nut punch, Charlie. Now we're yep. talking, you know. Yep. Okay. No more. And then shots. the second part, I totally agree with him on Jones and Mego. 
He just needs to win games, find a way. And I said that the week earlier, I thought the best way to shut up the doubters in terms of dirty play and he's a dink and all this was to win games. Tom Brady quieted a lot of people with just winning games, whatever his criticisms were. Mm. Mac needs to find a way to win because he'll get credit. Like it goes as a win. You're no longer a losing quarterback. I think right now he's 17 and 18 has a, a one game deficit on his overall record. Correct. Just win a game. Win two. It doesn't have to be pretty. You can out-ugly the Saints because there's a lot of questions about the Saints offense and they're not this and they're not that and blah, blah, blah. It, As the Rock would say, it doesn't matter. If you win, you survive for another week. You find a way to kind of quiet mm-hmm. the critics and, and the, the people that are banging down the door of, to get into the castle. So just win, Mac. Find a way. Yeah, don't even just like, oh, well, the Patriots, they can be three and three when they come home and take on the Bills and then like, well, hold on. Don't even look past the Saints game. That's not a guaranteed given W. They have a defense. They all get paid to play. They've got people like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and now Chris Olave to contend with. And you don't have a number one cornerback to be found anywhere. And that's exactly where or pass rush, the same kind of pass rush you had even a week ago. So, yeah, just find a way to win to put off the referendum on Mac Jones and the offense. My God, what are they going to do about this offensive line? Who knows? Maybe reinforcements could be on the way in a number of areas as Trey Flowers, Riley Reef, Tyquan Thornton, Cody Davis, and Jack Jones are all due to come off injured reserve. Which of them actually joined the Patriots of those five? Who knows? I would put them in a pecking order of you need Jack Jones first, then probably Tyquan Thornton or maybe Riley Reef. Who knows? And after that, Trey Flowers, Cody Davis. We'll see, but we'll get to that a little bit more in the back half of the pod. Disagree with our grading? Were we a little too cruel on the Patriots? Tough. Too bad. (laughs) You're allowed to disagree, but that's got, they got, they done got what they deserved in this portion of the pod. Everybody played terribly. Let us hope that is the depths of the season and not just the beginning of the end. Thank you guys for tuning into listening, subscribing, and sharing six rings and football things wherever you have to consume it. Tell your friends, give us a rate, review, subscribe, share, give us a follow at six ring pod at jumbo heart and at Fitzy GFY. And of course, as always, thank you to our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel make every moment more fanduel.com slash six rings to join now and get some fabulous bonuses and play some same game parlays. Turns out betting against the Patriots thus far this year, a profitable endeavor. The back half of six rings and football things. All right. We got to go to the little blue tent. We got to go to the trainer's room. We got to go to the I.I. kid. Patriots have major, major depth issues right now all over the team. On the line, wide receivers, running backs, passing backs, quarterbacks, but especially on the defense because Sunday, two potentially catastrophic injuries suffered. Your team leader, unofficial assistant general manager, best pass rusher, best defender, probably best player, period, Matthew Judon, torn biceps tendon. I'm already kind of assuming, like I think many are, that he's done for the year, which absolutely sucks from Situate to South Beach. And then defensive rookie of the month, Christian Gonzalez, your your beacon of hope, your bright shining star of the future. He goes down early in the game. Of course, the next play, they target CeeDee Lamb. What he does is run straight, straight past Miles Bryant for a touchdown. He goes down. We thought it was maybe a separated shoulder. Looks like it could be a torn labrum. Marcus Jones is recovering from the same thing right now. The Google machine tells me that on average, that should be an eight to 10 week recovery process. If I'm Christian Gonzalez, I get whatever surgery is necessary. I rehab now. I don't stress it. I don't pressure it. And I get better for the future. And dude, 
this is a problem. You lose your pass rush and your coverage, and you don't even have a starting cornerback right now unless Jack Jones comes back from IR this week and Jonathan Jones can get over this mystery ankle injury. Holy hell, Hart. Yeah, I think the good news is you will get both those guys back if I read the tea leaves. Uh, certainly, uh, Jack Jones said ASAP he would be back, and the soonest he is possibly back is this mm -hmm. week. He's allowed to come back. So, um, Jonathan Jones practiced on a limited basis all last week was one of those late, uh, deactivations before they traveled, didn't make the trip. I think there's probably a good chance you see him. So that's, that's good, good news. That's true. That's true. Okay. I don't know that it's good enough news. I mean, mm -hmm. the saints have pretty good receivers and mm -hmm. Christian Gonzalez was playing cornerback at a level superior to anything you've had since Stefan Gilmore. So getting Jack Jones out there capable, better than Sean Wade, getting Jonathan Jones out there better than Miles Bryant, obviously, and lets those guys kind of bump down into their reserve roles and their rotational roles. Which is where they belong. But you can't you can't skip past the fact, and I'd say this about any team, they just lost their two best defensive players probably for the season. Mm -hmm. That, like, so if you go, go wherever you want to go. Take, the, take Fred Warner and Bosa off the 49ers. They're taking a significant step back. Take Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt off the Steelers. They're take where go wherever you want to go and take the two best defenders off the other team. Now Quinn Williams I mean, and Sauce Gardner. Boom. Yeah. I, and I think it's even worse for the Patriots because it's those marquee pass rusher, pass coverer. Like, oh, you want to be good in the league? You got to rush the passer and stop the passer from completing them. What if you we can't do either now? Oh, uh, you're porked. And we had already seen, we had already questioned. Does the defense get worn down because they're playing so well, but the offense doesn't score points? Does frustration set in? Like, are these score other points? Issues? They don't keep them off the field. The defense, like, there was a point Sunday, Andy. Burkhart and Olsen were like, I feel like Dallas has had the ball over 40 minutes. And that yeah. was like in the early fourth quarter. Like, that's yeah, atrocious. It was a season high for, I believe, 77 or 78 snaps yeah. on defense, season high. Like, um, but I, this is, I'm not going to put lipstick on this pig. Like, and I know some people are like, oh, uh, Keon White is going to step up and he's been playing 30% snaps. He'll play 60% snaps. And sure, he might. I like what mm -hmm. I see from him. Although it was questionable when he blew up the kneel down um, in yeah. that game. That was a little yeah. weird. He's I mean, I mean, if it was a six point game, I get it. But yeah, you're down by six plus 29. Like, yeah, come that on, was guys. a strange. Yep. Uche, Uche, but he's Uche. situational. Jenny, well, look, the situation is we need you, kid. Get your ass <laughs> out there. Yeah. Wise Uche, who doesn't set a great edge and is suspect at times against the run. He's is a much better situational rusher, or at least so my eyes tell me. Jennings has his limitations. He's a big dude, more of a throwback style guy. Dietrich Wise, always, always a baller, always playing well. He's going to get more reps. Keon White, definitely going to get to start to cut his teeth. So let's say maybe, and maybe even, God forbid, your boy, uh, Christian Barmore, maybe he actually steps up and, and invites himself to the pass rush party and does a little something because I haven't heard his name mentioned too many times in a positive capacity this year or in recent months, sir. And I wouldn't mind if he actually contributed to the pass rush or to the defense as well. And in absence of a pass rush, what kind of strain is this going to put on basically what was last year's starting cornerback tandem for a while? Jones and Jones, Jack and John. Um, it's going to put some strain on it. It's going to put some stress. Now, I, I did forget to mention, I think Jalen Mills maybe sees a little bit more time in coverage. I know he was in the slot a lot in Dallas after, um, after Gonzalez went down. So I think that's still, but you're still, you're piecing it together. You're, you're bumping guys up a role or two that you really, I don't, 
I don't want any of them to be the number one corner. I want my number one corner to be Christian Gonzalez. And I want them to be two and three. And I'm not sure how great I feel about them as two and three. But when you make them one and two, I feel less great about it Mm -hmm. in these matchups against teams with multiple receivers. And then, oh, by the way, even Gonzalez benefited from Matthew Judon. And so now you have a lesser corner not benefiting from one of the more consistent pass rushers. It's just going to it's going to carry. It's like. You know this as you get older, kids, a little fun to, fun uh, boomer talk here, but anytime you do something in your body, like strain a quad, pull a hamstring, an Achilles injury, bang up your foot, it's not even just that side of your body that starts to get out of whack or out of alignment. There's always something like now the other side of your body will overcompensate. Your back hurts. You got a knee yep. issue on the other side. Like yep. this is what's going to happen. You duct tape like the bumper falls off your car. I'll just electrical tape it. Yeah, but now actually you start to have issues where you're not as aerodynamic. You get less miles per gallon. Ah, but the bumper's fine. Yeah, but also the car has a lot of other issues. Oh, and now debris can come in under the car and you could screw up your manifold or something else. Like this, this shit happens, guys. This is hey, the way hey. this is the way it goes. Hey, sorry. One S one S bomb per leg on the pod is okay. Clean it up. No, in, in all honesty, Bill fixates on the coverage and the pass rush playing in concert, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to sound terrible, this concert. This is going to be like, we know the trumpets kind of suck, and we know that the drummer sucks. When you suck together, it sounds even worse. It hurts my ears, and that's what this could be. The, could be the perform- performance art. All right, here, I'll uh, I'll go uh, I'll go full football guy. Hey, hi. Okay. Um, yeah, so are you going to uh, – well, are they going to play more zone over man now? Like, uh, is it going to be uh, more be- – are we going to see a more classic bend but don't break kind of defense from the Pats? Thanks, I'll hang up and listen. I think that would be their their goal is to death by a thousand cuts you, let guys make mistakes. We can't mm-hmm. make as many plays, so we're not going to let you make as many big plays. GTFB, all the cliches of the Belichickian defense, um, I think will be on display. You can still get beat. As I always say, um, zone coverage is man coverage within your zone. You still have to be able to cover somebody. Like when he yeah. enters your zone, you have to be able to cover him. And Sometimes it's worse because man coverage, okay, maybe you can or cannot keep up with CeeDee Lamb if you're Miles Bryant, but at least you know what you're supposed to be doing. If you get to the point where you have guys in different spots that aren't 100% on the same page, knowing what they're supposed to be doing, sometimes that can lead to worse things like, mm-hmm. oh, I, oh, you, oh, oops, neither of us had that guy, huh? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. not great, Bob. So uh, that's not the be all, end all. It, it's going to put some, some uh, emphasis on the coaching and the schemes and the game plans week in and week out more. So your defense is not going to be as good. You can't lean on your defense, which I would say circles us back around to where we started the podcast. A lot of talk about the offense, like, no, like we need points. We need you to score. We need you to possess the ball. We need you to not give other teams points. We need you to not give other teams short fields. You, you have to play better complementary football week five forward than you did in the first four because the defense isn't, it can't be an 80-20 split, right? It can't be a 60-40. It's going to need to be closer to 50-50. You lost your two best defensive players. I can't say that enough. Like, that's bad, man. (laughs) Like, I I don't even know. super bad. No, like your best cover guy who made up for when the pass rush didn't get home, and then you had the best pass rusher who protected a secondary that could be suspect out of Gonzalez at times. And people These are going to mock us, oh, the sky's falling. You guys overreacting again. It's just one game, bro. Like, you guys are so negative. No. No, it's actually 13 games because that's the number of games you'll likely play without God. your two best defensive players. Correct. 
All right. So in so let's just imagine both of them are Dunsky for the season. We've thrown some names out there in terms of who could come off injured reserve or may may actually be healthy enough to be active this week. Jack Jones, John Jones. We could see Mills stepping down to the slot. Uh, if there's a no confidence vote in Wade and Bryant and how they're playing, or who knows what kind of rotation they'll set up. Are there any other guys who may not come to the rescue, but see more time and make a difference? Like I'll go ahead and just reach for Marte Mapu. Could he be of a sense? I'm, I know he's young. I know he's green, but he's awfully strong. He's a football guy. He's fast, hits hard. Is there anything he could add to the defense at this point, five games into his young career that could help, I don't know, plug the leaks in the dam on defense? I, I will say yes, because of what I just went back to. I think there's some um, more emphasis put on the coaching staff and schemes and personnel groupings and doing different things. And, you know, remember the play the Dolphins and all of a sudden you get three safeties down the field. Oh, you don't see that too often. How far are they? For, I think you're going to see more of that. And I do think he is a piece. He's a versatile mm -hmm. athletic piece. He did see his snaps increase to a season high career high against right. the Cowboys. So, yeah, all hands on deck, and he's an athletic deckhand. Oh! Uh, and as far as the five Patriots that are eligible to come off of injured reserve, these were yep. all players set forth preseason, designated to return, the pecking order of them being, or rather just in random order, Jack Jones, Riley Reef, Cody Davis, Trey Flowers, and Tyquan Thornton. How would you sort of, I mean, they need all of them at this point, except for Cody Davis definitely is the, uh, of the five. He's priority five. Who would you say is priority one? Would it be Reef at right tackle potentially? Would it be Tyquan Thornton? Would it be Flowers to help with the rush and the edge? I would say Reef, even though I don't necessarily hold out hope he can be great and, and solidify that spot, I want to find out. Um, because the the bloom is off of Arian Lowe. Like oh. he kind of stinks two uh, sacks calvin 17 anderson, pressures calvin anderson sorry kind of stinks um we're right back heim bloom would be like hey you guys should get a right tackle you know as he misses out on first baseman and short stops every season um this is it's not good there and then i would say jack jones because i think you need the body but mm -hmm. i think he will be back and tyquan thornton i don't know if you saw he put on instagram like his picture of his shoes helmet. and his gloves. Like, yeah, okay. Like he's back to work or whatever. Maybe we'll maybe we'll see if we could see this week. If we could see Reef, I would say my pecking order would be Jack Jones because the cornerback situation is pretty dire. Riley Reef, Tyquan Thornton. If you could see those three guys back in action this week, there'd just be a, I'm not telling you there's much more than a pinhole of hope through the pile of rubble that's blocking the exit at the cave, but there might be just a little bit of light. Maybe just a little bit of light that maybe they can start making some plays and turning some aspects of the team around that have been pretty destitute or uh, unacceptable thus far. And I would also say, um, as we uh, lust for those guys to return and maybe the impact they could make, all are questionable. Like we talked about Reef, mm, questionable. I don't feel great about it. I just want to see it, see if it goes one way or the other. I would say right. the same for Tyquan Thornton. Like we have this idea. He's fast. He can get down the field. He's never done it. He's never really done anything. Show so, me the game where he caught a 70-yard touchdown. Right. But, oh, but it'd be I, at Baylor. Cool. At this point, I'd like to try. I'd like to have it. I'd We've talked a lot about it. Ty Law's talked a lot about it. Nobody to scare the defense. At least maybe the defenders get a scouting report that are like, wait, is this right? This guy runs a 4-2? Oh, okay. I should probably keep an eye on him. That sounds fast. That might mm -hmm. be able to run. Like, before they realize, oh, he's not very good, or he doesn't yeah. catch the ball, or he doesn't actually yeah. run routes. Mm -hmm. But 
they're all theoretical potential upgrades. And at this point, I think that's good enough to garner a little hope in Patriot Nation. I'm fading away. Wow. Is this too, are you just Andy? Is you that's still <laughs> Yeah, that's where we are, folks. This is just uh this is where it's at. We're just Oh boy. Well, again, like we said, I can't promise you an escape hatch. I can't promise you that we're going to get out and find one-eyed Willie's treasure, but if we can just get a little pinhole of light, if we can just see a little something we can move and maybe start to make our way out of this cave of sorrow, out of this cavern of desolation, then maybe Wait, just I got maybe. One. Oh yeah. Oh, go ahead. Um, didn't, well, maybe not you, but didn't a lot of us think they might be one in three after four games? Uh, actually I did. I thought one and three, then I thought they would actually okay. win a couple so of games and go about? three and three, four. They're exactly what you expected. Uh, have you saw, have you, well, I used my two eyes to watch the games. That's and that is the about. answer. I'm being somewhat cynical or whatever. Sure. Devil's advocate no, here. But some people were like, yeah, didn't you guys on Twitter were giving me a hard time. And, and I said the same thing you did. I said, yeah, but I didn't know the, uh, third loss would be the worst loss of Bill Belichick and Mac. Uh, Jones's careers and Mac Jones would be benched, even though Bill said he didn't bench him, which by the way, we should also criticize him for if he didn't see the point, if he didn't think there was a point of Mac continuing to play. Hey, Bill, why was there a point in Judon continuing to play? Uh -huh. uh, Thank you, Mike. Like Reese. A bad idea. Hmm. Yeah, you can't. Well, we can't give him more than an F. So, I mean, he, but he does get like Belichick gets kind of like multiple F's. He helped build the team, he coached the team. Oh, yeah. Which way does this go, Andy? Does this go? Does this go 20, 2009 Patriots? I just can't get these guys to respond. I can't coach them up. Does it go 2014 Patriots where they hit, you know, the Monday night Nadir against the Chiefs? They're not, let's face it, the Patriots aren't good anymore. And then they turn things around. Is it where is is we're on to the New Orleans Saints, the new we're on to Cincinnati? Probably not, but we have to hold out hope for something because, oh, golly, is it dire otherwise? What do you think, Pats fans? Holler at us when you get a chance at Six Rings Pod at Fitzy GFY at Jumbo Hart. We'll be back in a couple of days with our preview, our FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week, behind enemy lines, and everything else to get you ready and hopefully, hopefully shine a little bit of an optimistic light, just a little bit of brightness for your football-loving soul on the next game and the next quarter of the season. For producer Justin Turpin, for Hat, for me, Fitzy, for everyone at WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports, this has been the latest and always greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things. We will talk to you soon, but until then and forevermore, good day, God bless, and Whoa, Pats. Oh.